Swamp with Avery Mordino and Jared Smith. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to see you. What? We haven't talked in so long. Yeah, it's been a while. Big updates. Last time that we talked to you was right before the Iowa caucuses. Isn't that crazy how time flies? Yeah, it's not like there's anything that's important happened during that time. Nothing. We can probably just gloss right over it. Yeah, in fact, we could probably just end this right now. (laughs) Bye, everyone! (laughs) So should we do a recap then, Avery, of what's gone down in the annals of history since we last spoke? I'm not a big fan of recaps. I'm a big fan of just talking about what's going on. All right, well, if you guys don't know what happened, screw you. Yeah, literally. Then you live under a rock. (laughs) If we're your only source of news, (laughs) come on, guys. Get it together. So then, headlining today, what's his name? I almost called him Larry King. Larry King is running for the <laughs> senator of Maryland. Larry King? King. He's dead. dead. I know, I know. That's like me saying Sandra Day O'Connor is running for senator of New Jersey. <laughs> Let's refocus ourselves. And the news of today is that former Maryland governor... And commencement speaker at my graduation from American University, Larry Hogan, is running for Senate. Jared, I'll turn it over to you. I know Maryland is your domain. Yes, definitely. So Larry Hogan is a two-term governor of Maryland. He left office in 2022 when his um, second term expired. And everyone thought that he was going to run for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. But he didn't really have national popularity or any sort of, you know... Nobody knew who the fuck he was. Exactly. Nobody knew who he was. So he smartfully decided not to run for president. Um, And, you know, they had wanted him to run for Senate, like, you know, Steve Daines, the Senate GOP. Everyone was like, oh, you know, he's really got a shot at... You know, if anyone has a shot, it's going to be Larry Hogan, because he was broadly popular, as you have to be in a blue state to be a Republican governor. Um but it'll be interesting. I mean, Maryland, Joe Biden won Maryland by 33 points in 2020. So, you know, it's a Democratic stronghold. And I'm not really sure if Larry Hogan will have that base of support that he'd need in order to actually win. Because you have to remember that he is a never Trumper. He's an anti-Trump guy. So, you know, he's probably disaffected from many of the people in the Republican electorate in Maryland, at least. So, you know, I really don't see a path forward for him. I think it's going to be a bit of a a money hole for the GOP. Um, And I really think nothing's going to come of it. But it will make the race more competitive. It'll make it more exciting to watch. Because if anyone could win the seat, it would be Larry Hogan. But I heard that he was um, asked to challenge Van Hollen during the 2018 cycles. And he refused. Interesting. I mean, that would make sense because he was running for governor at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That that would have been wrong. Keep, yeah, uh-huh. stay, go to re-election. Um, I also think that this dramatically changes the entire landscape of um, the Senate balance and the fight for it. Uh-huh. Because you know this is a new state now that has just made um, Republican grasp possible, and so. McConnell is probably going to spend more money over there. But the question is, will he take that money that he would have spent in Montana or Ohio 
where he could also gain possibly two seats. Can he afford to lose that money and spend it in Maryland? Um, in my opinion, no. Because like I said, I think it's still a foregone conclusion that Maryland, it'll remain a blue seat. McConnell said that Larry Hogan was the best recruit that they have this year. Oh, and the best I chance. agree. I think if Larry Hogan was running in like fucking Montana or something, he'd probably be a shoe in But like I said, you know, Joe Biden won by such a huge margin. Almost mm-hmm. every single person in the Maryland delegation is a Democrat except for one congressional district held by Andy Harris. Like I said, I don't think Andy that he's going to win. Um, really? Look at – well, yeah, I, I think – it's a Democratic state. He was kind of a one-off with the governorship, but look at the last time a Republican senator was in Maryland. It mm. hasn't been in my lifetime. And granted, things always change, but you know, I think the candidate quality on the Democratic side, if someone like Angela also Brooks takes the Democratic nomination, yeah. is going to kind of outshine him. And I think what that about Trone? Trone? You think he could beat him? Maybe just because I think that you know it's a Democratic state, so I'm going to put the race itself as a lean Democrat. Um, but you know, I think that maybe if we were an era of like split ticket voting, still maybe he would get um, some more votes. But I think especially it being a presidential election year that drives turnout up, so you think you're going to have more Democrats going, and you're also going to have more Trump Republicans going out. And he, I'm not really sure, is going to take their vote. Well, maybe. I, I think so, too. I think that he can paint Trone. For those of you who don't know, who, who don't know Congressman David Trone is like the CEO of Total Wine, mm-hmm. which is a big, big, big wine company in Maryland. Right? It's not even in like it's It's across the nation. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's a franchise. It's, but it's, a, but it's alcohol wholesale. Maryland, I don't even know. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Shit. Um, but he's one of the wealthiest members of Congress. Really? Uh-huh. Along with Dean Phillips? Yeah, he's put over $20 million of his own money into the campaign thus far. I think that um, he could paint him out as being someone who can buy his own race, you know, um, especially after hearing that. I think that this this year coming up is not the year of the millionaire candidate. Yeah, but I mean – Larry Hogan is going to be painted as a establishment Republican, so it's not exactly like he's, he's some not... maverick bucking, you know. You're saying in the general? Yeah. But I feel like he's not an establishment Republican anymore because the new establishment is becoming these crazy Republicans like Matt Gates, you know, or Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know what I mean? And so the, the culture of Congress is shifting. All these people that are leaving Congress that are Republican are all going to probably be replaced by more right-leaning, right leaning. Right. So then, but they're not the MAGA brand. I mean, perhaps the establishment is changing, but I don't think that it's fair to say that he's not establishment. As our common perception of what the establishment means right now. Well, if they do win the seat, that almost guarantees Republican domination of the senate mm-hmm. um unless mcconnell would spend more money than he can handle in maryland i don't know there's there's everything is up for grabs and who knows but i um, mean like i said if there's a candidate a republican candidate that could win the senate seat it would be larry hogan mm-hmm. but i just don't know if a republican could win it plus it's the presidential election year more people turn out right as i said he's never run an election and won or run an election at all during a presidential right. year, right? Uh-huh. So, 
A lot of people turn out for that. It's true. And more like so I said, you know, more Democrats will be pumped out. He's a staunch anti-Trumper. Yeah. So 33%? Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Who knows, though? You never know. It's true. So we'll see. I met his wife one time, though, in Government House in Annapolis for a luncheon. You worked for him, right, Jared? Uh, in the Office of Constituent Services when I was a senior in high school, yes. Are you going to campaign for him? Probably not. I didn't particularly care for the office culture that I bore witness to. So, I think that if he does win, it's good for, the, for Mitch Democracy. McConnell. It's good for Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Because... And it's good for democracy, I guess, because he's not one of the crazy yeah. brand of... His father voted to impeach Nixon. Oh, I know. His father was, was great. Yeah, that was great. And he was like the first and most fervent one to mm-hmm. say that stuff. So, we'll Runs see. I mean, I don't think Larry Hogan is like a, a bad guy. He's no Matt Rosendale. Is that the cat that's running in like Montana that's the crazy Trumper that they didn't want to run? Yeah, and now he's running. Uh-huh. See, how does that change things? Well, if he wins the... Trump-backed candidates have a history of losing, so... Yeah, I know. Well, let's see if he wins the... I think but I think that people know that. And people learn from that. I don't think so. Has Trump endorsed him yet? I don't, I, I'm Has not sure. Has Trump endorsed anyone in that primary? I'm not sure. John Tester, I think? <laughs> Three finger? Or two. It's just two that he has, right? I haven't. What, he, what does he have? One thumb on one hand and one pinky on the other? He was in a farming accident. No, it was a meat slicer. Same thing. Oh, the meat packing industry is going to have a field day with you, pal. Big meat. Big meat. Big meat. Going to have a big problem with you. Mm-hmm. President Biden thinks he's capable of that, that still. Egypt. <laughs> that Egypt is in Mexico. <laughs> President Sisi of Mexico. <laughs> President Biden also apparently cannot remember when he was vice president of the United States. Or when his son died. Or when his son died back in what, 2015? Yes. Good for me for remembering that. See, oh my God, I remember more than him and his son. <laughs> That's I mean... terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Should we even be saying this stuff? I don't even know. But it's true. true. It's true. CNN is reporting it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the supplement Prevagen? Sounds very familiar. What's it's it for in? mental acuity. Um, and I think that they should really be putting him on that. But also, like, now there's talks about the 25th Amendment mm. being invoked. Never going to happen. You don't think so? No. Yeah, neither do I. But also, what does that say? Reagan should have been out when he had Alzheimer's, it's true. right? It's true. And so, so does that not make Democrats more hypocritical since they've been saying that for years? Right? I mean, it's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked. I mean, his, his, it's just sad. It's just sad. But also, like, it just confirms the, I mean, that report really confirms theories that, of what everybody probably knew anyway. Right. And that's why I don't think that anyone is particularly going to pay attention to it, will remember it. But, I mean, I've said this before that I think that we live in just, you know, the age of 24-7 news that nothing – voters have now, I think, a very short attention span. 
And You're so saying they're like desensitized. Kind well, of? in a sense, yes. I think that that's more so true with Trump than it is with Biden, mm-hmm. especially because Biden's problem can only get worse. Like yeah. he can never regain his memory. And so, and I mean, even when he was trying to defend his memory last night, he made the Egypt mistake. Right. That was in the same conference is him saying that his memory was not bad Uh and i mean you want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's been talking about like the border so much that he's like got mexico on the mind but well they probably tell him one thing to discuss and he's good with discussing it in that moment but i hey i am not a doctor i cannot make a judgment on this stuff Mm -hmm. and neither is the lawyer who interviewed him but that being said it doesn't seem to be going good also the flack with him messing up a foreign dignitary and like, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. George W. Bush couldn't tell who the prime minister of India, India was. was. And he was like 50 in 2001. Mm-hmm. So all this talk about that is ridiculous. Because, right. I mean, to a certain extent, presidents at the end of the day are just people. Yeah. And sometimes you forget things or you misremember them. Yeah. Is, can we completely attribute that to Biden? Uh, that's no. a little bit shaky. But... And, you know, I mean, when it comes to things like the prime minister or what did he mix up before that, before he said that? Oh, the French people. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I mean, he is thinking about stuff, dead people that he met like 50 years ago. But still, um, I feel like that's easier to forget. That's like the first thing that you start to forget. But the problem is that he doesn't remember when his son died or when he was vice president. So that there's no defense for them. Mm-hmm. How about the Supreme Court? What about them? Did you listen to the hearing? No. At all? I mean, I heard bits and pieces. I listened to it. I was listening to it, and it did not seem all too convincing on the people who were trying to say that take him off the ballot. ballot. But I think that that's not like the most important thing to come out of that. Like, I think. I was listening to the questioning, and they were really hard on Trump's attorney as well. Uh And for that reason, I think that, sure, at the end of the day, they're going to say, like, you can't, they can't disqualify him from the ballot and whatnot. Um, But maybe they could say, you know, once he is convicted officially of election fraud, then you're able to do that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He hasn't even been convicted yet. Right. There's also a chance that they could say, um, you know, this can be done by Congress, which is really scary. But there's also a good chance. There's so many different weird arguments that the fucking Trump team used that I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's nothing now. His lawyers are always awful. I mean, they actually weren't that bad. It was just like the argument. The only thing that he could make is like fucking, you know. They could also rule that Trump is not immune because he was the president of the United States to being punished. What? His whole defense in some of these cases that he's in is presidential immunity. But I thought that they just said that he didn't have immunity. Wasn't that like a recent... That was not the Supreme Court. That's what I'm saying. Like a higher court. This Uh could decide that. They could even say that he is... He does have immunity. Yeah. But I don't think... That would just be crazy. At what point do the people lose confidence in the court are we already there it's already started and what does that mean i think the fact that the supreme court ruled that those fences in texas have to be taken down and they did not listen and there's no enforcement of enforcement that. of it that that means that um we're already there mm-hmm. I, I mean sometimes i feel like we're not even a country anymore we are a confederacy like <laughs> Really? Texas can do that? Right. So what do you think the solution to that would be? Do you, like, nationalize or mobilize the National Guard? 
and instruct them to take down the wire. Then what? And then start what, another civil that's war? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. That's the problem. That's this is probably essentially what the Biden a 21st century nullification crisis. Yeah. And I mean, the Supreme Court is a supreme decision of the land. It's the decider. It's the decider. They interpret the law. They literally, their entire job is to make these decisions so that it affects everyone in America. Mm-hmm. And People he, aren't listening anymore. And so, I mean, honestly, I think that is a good parable, the nullification crisis, because that, you know, pretty closely preceded the Civil War. And so what does that say about our current moment? It says that, don't say that. I, I don't want to, I don't think that Civil War will happen. And if not, I really don't think that anybody else would win but the Union again. Mm. I think that... Um, but you've told me before that you think the crazies might win. I said that you can't underestimate them. You can't always shoot them down right away because who knows? Mm-hmm. Hey, who, what's, who would this civil war be about? And I think that uh, we are living in unprecedented times. But Unfortunately. Also, our entire lives have been unprecedented times. Yes, that's very true. I mean, 9-11 and... Well, we went on. But... I mean, still. The war, Uh recession. I think that uh, people have good reason in this country to truly feel scared and to truly feel worried about the state of the environment. They have a right to feel that way. When you say environment, you mean like the natural world? The world, the country, everything. Uh I think that they have a right. But I also think that progress is not a straight line. And, you know, I look at our government right now, and I think that it's very dysfunctioned, especially, as we said, you know, the culture of Congress is really shifting more towards craziness and less towards consensus. Mm -hmm. And it worries me. It worries me about the state of our country. And sometimes I have doubts. I say, should I go into politics? Should I do this? You know, but I, I just don't think that that's the solution. You have to in in times of crisis like this, in times where things are changing, you have to be more politically active. You have to get out there and do what you can. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the only solution. Right. As Bobby Kennedy once said, some people see things as they are, and say, "Why? I dream things that never were," and ask, "Why not?" It's true. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we have these overarching institutions, but they are moved forward by individuals. So the power of the individual, I really think, can't be stressed enough. Because, you know, we were just looking in your book about rules and stuff, and there's the bird rule. And there's people like Bobby Kennedy, you know, all these people that, you know, moved the needle in one direction or another. So there's always hope for people that, you know have this internal moral compass and say, you know, this is my country and I want to make it a better place and I'm going to do it even if the system tells me that I can't. Yes. And I think that the worst thing that's really happened is people not realizing that they can get involved, is people lacking to take action. Right. I think that that's... Apathy is a killer. Yeah. And so, I mean, look at 1968, okay? That year was tumultuous to say the least. Vietnam, Martin Luther King Jr. got killed. Uh, Bobby Kennedy got killed. Lyndon Johnson was not running. Uh, Richard Nixon became, ele- was elected president. The Chicago DNC convention happened. Yeah, All of that stuff. People thought that the world was coming to an end. But it still went on. Mm-hmm. And we're still here. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's not to discount the immense suffering of people in the meantime 
or, you know, historically, but it is to say that, you know, it always reminds you of what you're fighting for and what you're trying to get. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you are out there and you are gloomy about the state of the world, the best thing that you can do is get involved. The best thing that you can do Mm -hmm. is do what you think and what your heart thinks is right. Yeah. I mean, they, they really speak about I feel like community organizing yeah even at like a local level like I mean that's what Barack Obama did you know before he was even in politics he was involved in the Chicago community organizing thing um, and I have friends who do you know local organizing work and they find it incredibly fulfilling and personally impactful to know that you know they are actually trying to make mm-hmm. the world a better place um, and like I said change may be slow to come, but one day it will. And I do think that things are getting better, slowly but shortly. I think that, um, you know, I think that things definitely will get better. I'll say that. We need to get more people involved in government that actually care. Stop having people who can just buy their seat, you know. Once the old guard clears out... we got to wait for them to die? I'm not just saying that. I mean, like, retire and whatnot. The people who have been in government for the past 50 years who have not gotten anything I think there's a better chance of them dying than retiring. Maybe. That may be true. But that being said, you know, slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. But as to your point earlier, the people that are replacing them are... For now. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's going to be my honest truth. Mm -hmm. I I, I do think that... um, the next few years might be bad. But then sometimes I get worried because the last election I was like, oh, let's hope that we never have to make this choice between worse and worse, you know, again. And the same question was asked to voters in 2016, and now it's going to be asked again in 2024, but even worse than 2020, because Biden's older and Trump's crazier. Right. So it's going to get worse, but we're not going to have a civil war. Maybe. I don't think that we'll have a civil war. I don't think it'll come to that point. Not as long as cities maintain the threshold of democratic power, you know? I mean, there's cities in every state. They outnumber everybody. Mm-hmm. I just... It can't... It's not going to be, like, coordinated like how it was. Yeah. I mean, look exactly. at January 6th. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see. But it was about states' rights. It wasn't about slavery, the civil war. <laughs> As Nikki Haley Haley said. I mean, at the end of the day, honestly, it was about states' rights. But it was about about states' rights to own slaves. It was about both. They went hand in hand, those two issues. So, we love you. You're the best people in the world. And we hope that you tune in next week. That was great. We don't even know if we're going to talk to them next week. The the past few... um... Oh my god. It's Caitlin from Philly, I think. Is it? Oh my god. Hey. Hi Caitlin, how are you? Yeah, but it's okay. We're not live. Okay. Oh, sorry. No problem. I like your jacket. Thank you. So times are tough, but there's always hope for the future. Yeah, I think that uh, things will get better, as I said. And and for all those whose cares have been our concern, the work goes on, the cause endures, the hope still lives, and the dream shall never, never die. die.
Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you next. God bless you and God bless America. Yeah. <laughs>